Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. With Tesco, where you won't pay more for the products that matter most to you. Tesco, every little helps. If it was 79%, we wouldn't have democracy at all. That seems insanely hard. No, it's, it's general politicians, though. It's not our politician in yeah, particular. Yeah, I know that. So, so you're saying a thing, she's saying something and then just, you're saying you know. Should we trust what she's saying or not? Put forward an argument for it because I... Andrew, man, it's obvious the argument. No one trusts politicians. Yeah, understood. We all know that, but is it, are they so insanely high, 79 as far as I can see, or is 59 a low ball? Well, put your hand up for, for A. A is 59, right? A is, a is 59. 70. Yeah. B for 79. Right, we're going with B, done. Tell them B. Andrew Maxwell there from uh, I'm a Celebrity Get Me Out of Here and uh, if like me you watched that I'm sure you enjoyed him in it he is coming to Limerick on the 27th of February and uh, he's on the line right now to chat good morning to you Andrew how are you doing good good morning just uh, yeah remembering uh, jungle political debate for uh, uh, three smarties at a time <laughs> three smarties at a time and uh, you can imagine if, if you're lucky if you're lucky if that's what you're getting there then I can only imagine the political debates around Brexit that you've had to sit through oh man actually to be honest while we were in there uh, you know obviously Kate Garraway being on uh, ITV and uh, Good Morning Britain so she's politically minded and uh, you know I've always I've always found uh, the politics on our two islands a very rich vein for comedy but most of them, rest of them weren't very interested. And I decided not to, uh, both me and Kate decided not to particularly uh, rattle that hornet's nest while we are in there. We had enough to contend with, including real hornets. <laughs> including real hornets. But one of the interesting things that was happening um, outside um, while you were in there was this suggestion that you had been badly treated or bullied. Um, and I, I don't know if I correctly read the quote or not from uh, your own wife no. who said, try try living no. with Andrew if he, he wasn't being bullied. No. I mean, you know, in the end of the day, the tabloids have to write something. We all know this. They have, uh, they have column inches to fill. And uh, the quote from my missus was specifically about the fact she has to tell me to do the dishes twice. <laughs> you know, in the end of the day, everything in there, is, your world becomes tiny. You know, you're starving. You're literally living like uh, cavemen or cave people. You know, you're, you have no idea of what time of day it is. All you're, you're living on 600 calories a day, which is about, it's like a chocolate bar, really. You know, most of us live on 2,500 a day. Uh, the only way of knowing, Joe, what time of day it is by what animal is making a noise in the jungle at that time. Because <laughs> each hour of the day, the jungle sounds different. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, everything becomes... The outside world, it's unbelievable how quickly it disappears. How, you know, the four non-stop years of flim-flam of Brexit seemed a very long way away. What wasn't far away, though, Joe, but also a huge news story, was the, the bushfires. I mean, we could smell them someday. Could you? You could smell it on the wind. <sighs> yeah, okay. I mean, it's, I mean, it's uh, Australia, it is worth remembering, it's always remembering, is truly, physically a vast country. 
But we were the first year, there's a 19th series of I'm a Celebrity, and we were the first year where we didn't have a live log fire. It was just too risky. It was too dangerous. Yeah. Because the, the, it was so tender dry, Joe, where we were. Trees were collapsing. It's, it's a function of eucalyptus trees, which are obviously, you know, indigenous to Australia and palm trees. When they get so, so dried out, they just, limbs just drop off them. And uh, yeah, it happened a couple of times. Uh, and were you Miles, say- Miles woke up to find a tree on him one morning. A tree on him? Were, were you yeah, saying to the producers, um, we can smell this and, you know, is this entirely safe, guys? Oh God, absolutely. Before we went in, we were given a fire briefing and all the rest of it and they had an evacuation plan. Yeah, to get us to the coast as, as quickly as possible, you know. So, I mean, it, you know, we, we fully trusted that, you know, they were, it's such a huge production. They were all over it, but it was extraordinary. I didn't, I came back over to this side of the world for Christmas and New Year's with the family, and then I was back out on tour in Sydney in January. And, in, you know, I've, I've, I gig a lot in Australia, Joe, but I've never known anything like it. It was the height of summer, but it was 15, 20 degrees cooler, purely because of the cover from the ash. That's amazing. I mean, you could smell it. You you go out for the day and you'd smell, uh, your skin would smell like a bonfire. There was the CB, you know, the, the towers in the financial district, the CBD as they call it in Australia, in Sydney, their fire alarms were going off because they were detecting the smoke from 100, 150 miles away. It was so intense. And, and Andrew, is it your sense that we on this side of the world, although we're aware of this, and indeed we've covered it on this show and it's been covered all over yeah, the course. place, don't, don't quite still get it, you know, in, of the way they obviously they do when they're living with it? Absolutely. Well, I think it's, the, the you know, the, there is, to a certain extent, there is, in the Australian uh, trees, Joe, are, are meant to burn. Eucalyptus trees are filled with this oil inside them, and how they propagate is by burning, and then the the sort of seeds kind of ex- burst, come alive. I haven't explained. I'm not a horticulturist by nature. <laughs> you understand? But, but that's, so that, that is, the fire is is a natural cycle of the Australian um, uh, flora. Don't get me wrong, but I think the penny really has dropped in Australia that. The whole place is going to be unlivable unless they contend with it, deal with it. Yeah. You know, it's it's an absurd situation. Australia makes all an awful lot of its money from mining, mining everything, which they have sent mostly through the last 30 years to the booming East Asian economies. Fair enough, you could say. But in Australia itself, 80-odd percent of their energy mix is from coal mm. in a country that is literally sunshine and wind. I know. <laughs> I know, I know. Can you imagine, Joe? Like, yeah, no, that doesn't make yeah, a huge amount of sense. And also just, you know, one of the other things, because of one of my mates is involved in the bush clearances, is his business. And it's, it's instead of, obviously, if you have solar and wind, you can generate the electricity almost on the spot where it's needed. Whereas the coal station has to send it down long, you know, Wichita line man cables which in themselves are a fire risk. So it's it's madness. But I think there's a huge cultural sea change happening in Oz now. They're really cotton on to it. Right. Uh, we're chatting to Andrew Maxwell, who's coming to Dolan's um, in his primary role as a comedian. Uh, on... As a comedian. <laughs> not a horticulturist. Not the... a politicised 
guys already go through this. <laughs> on the 27th of February. But I, I must ask you about the whole Caroline Flack saga. And uh, obviously course, you, you've yeah. experienced it from every angle in terms of working in the media, in the UK right, and yeah. here. You yeah. Obviously through your comedy work, you've yeah. been in reality television and you know a bit about social media and, and the press as well. So how do you see all of that in the wake of what happened to Caroline? Well, look, I, you know, there's... I, I didn't personally know her, but I, I, I many, many mates of mine as I've worked with her over the years, and they had nothing but good words for her as as a person. So that, that's that's all I could say on that. And obviously, tragically, literally in the true sense of the word, like every single family, sadly, has been touched by by suicide. You know, what can you say? You can't. You know, it's just horrific. But when it comes to social media, and I talk about it, I was, weirdly, this show is called Reality, and it's, it's not only about reality TV, but about the reality world of social media. And my eldest, who's 19, is my social media manager, you know, because he's much better at it than me. He's grown up in that generation. And uh, I've, over the years, I've been, I, and I talk about it on stage, I've actually been trolled and had uh, quite uh, verifiable death threats from ISIS um, before... Western governments really clamped down on ISIS's social media accounts. They were issuing death threats right, left, and centre. And you can imagine, pretty credible. Uh, and, you know, threatening to behead me and all sorts. So I talk about that. And before that, I made I made a series of programs for BBC Three debunking conspiracy theories. And it was pretty wild online for me for a while, Joe. Yeah. yeah. It, it sounds it, like it. It can, you know, it's... But you have to learn to take it as a, a pinch of salt rise above it, use use the um, the tools at hand, block people or in Twitter, you can mute them so they don't even know that you don't they can't speak to you. You know, you, you've got to use the tools at hand and always remember, it's just a bit of flim flap. Yes. You know, but it's very, I, I can, I look I have an outside job and I come from a previous generation, you know where TV, print, radio, these are the important mediums. That's why, you know, I'm talking to you right now, Joe. But the younger, some of the younger people who, you know, you know, I'm on Instagram, I'm on Twitter, but I'm not young and beautiful. It doesn't really matter to me. If somebody goes, ooh, you don't look that attractive in that picture, you know, I'm a 45-year-old dad. <laughs> <laughs> you people are ogling me, Joe. But you can imagine what it must be like for, for young women and increasingly young men whose looks and are their lives and it intersects with their social media accounts and all the rest of it. But, but the one thing is, very, you know... very, very difficult. But what I would say in conclusion, Joe, is I don't see how... I mean, there, I've seen plenty of my uh, friends online since Caroline passed away, going, please be more kind. And most people are, and polite and supportive online. They really are, because most people are in the outside world as well. But as long as a, a significant number of people see people make money, big name people in the media make money from essentially being trolls. And the President of the United States has got himself into the White House by being a troll. You know, he trolls people, and he seemed to prosper for it. And there's various other tabloid leading names in the UK who are also online and they troll people and they make money from it. And as long as people see that happening, other people will be encouraged to join in.
Yeah, I mean, that's a point very well made, Andrew. Absolutely. Uh, I'm just wondering, in the context of reality television, then, I mean, for yeah. example, you know, with I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here, and you explained at the beginning that the tabloids have, have to write about something in terms of bullying or not or whatever. But is yeah. there is there, you know, a, a, a degree of aftercare offered? Because, you know, it is well, an unusual again, experience. I, 100%. And, uh, you know, and thank you for asking, because I can, I can fully illuminate yourself and your listeners on this. So the the people who make I'm a Celebrity are also made Love Island, okay? And ITV have come in for an awful lot of flack uh, over uh, over Caroline having stepped back from this series and uh, all the rest. Having been on I'm a Celebrity, I can tell you, you have to go through five uh, psych meetings, right? You have Both your mental and physical health are looked after par excellence. Before I went in there, you've got I had to go to Harley Street and meet one psychologist, uh, psychiatrist, and then go and meet another psychiatrist for a second opinion, and that went with all of us. Then when you're in there, one of the two psychiatrists lives uh, just off camp and is available pretty much 24 hours a day. Uh, you know, anytime any of us any had any tests or they thought that we were looking really down, not just physically tired, but a little bit, you know, worse for wear mentally, we were taken, taken off camp you know, there's basically, you, you know, you've got the Bush Telegraph and then there's another off-mic place where you could be taken and you could chat to a psychiatrist, which I, I availed on of two opportunities. And many of us did, pretty much all of us did at some point. And, and they were the ones going, listen, we'd like to talk to you, you know. And then afterwards, contractually, you must once again go to Hardy Street and have another uh, sit down with the psychiatrist. So they really do look after you. You know, they have learned their lesson, you know. So it's yeah. it's not that. I think it's just a, it's a wider thing of our culture, yeah. you know. There's yeah. so, many, so many of the young and the beautiful feel, and they've grown up with social media, that they're completely tied into it. And although I'm 45 and Carolyn was only 40, there is still that five, eight years, that five years difference made a world of difference in growing up with the internet and our gender. Yes. I mean, again, I talk about it in my show, you know, it's like the amount of guff women get online is just unacceptable. It's not, it's, listen, I'm a mandy man, I'm a straight dude, like, you know, I'll be watching the Champions League today, I like rugby, I like Guinness, you know, I'm a dad, I'm a man, like, there's, there's nothing in being, uh, uh, my self-image as being a male, heterosexual, father, dad, whatever, can ever be affected by giving women, a, and, and for that matter, LBGTQ people, a little bit more respect and a break, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. And I, think it's, and I think in that regard, it's only when more men speak up and go, it's unmanly and it's unmasculine to treat other people like this, that it will change. Because I think there's too much of that online where a lot of young men are completely, they've got their heads screwed on the wrong way round. Okay. And they think it's it's the manly thing to do of, of you know, speaking yeah. disrespectfully to right. women online. Right, Andrew, points all very well made. Great to chat to you. Worth pointing out, Andrew, as well as being a bit of a philosopher, as you can hear there, making some excellent points. He's a very funny guy, and his show, Reality, comes to Dolan's uh, on the 27th of February. Tickets available uh, right now through uh, dolans.ie. Great to chat to you, Andrew Maxwell. Call Limerick today now on 461995.